Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another edition of Jake's Takes. And boy, do we have some good games today. We had the AFC Championship and the NFC Championship. And the, f- the first one, the NFC Championship, a little rough. Not what we wanted to see, 31-7 Eagles. But we're going to go into that one. But the last one that just finished, unbelievable. My guy Patrick Mahomes going crazy, having maybe the game of his career. Unbelievable. But we're going to get into that. Chiefs won 23-20 in that one. We're going to get into both these games really in-depthly. And I'm going to give you some of the thoughts to think about before the Super Bowl in two Sundays. It's going to be the longest two weeks of our lives. But we're ready for it. Don't worry. Don't worry. All right, let's cue the music. All right, welcome back into Jake's Takes. And we're going to start by talking about the AFC Championship, which was an unbelievable game. The Chiefs ended up winning the game 23-20. And this was a really good game. It was, it was unbelievable. I was, I was really excited throughout the whole game. Uh, quarterbacks looked amazing. Patrick Mahomes looked awesome. My guy looked great. He was 29 for 43 for 326 yards and two touchdowns in one of the biggest games in his career. And he looked really good. For one ankle, I think he looked really good. I don't know if he played the perfect game in the world. I thought the Bengals did a good job confusing him with some looks and like changing some stuff up. But overall, I thought Mahomes played a good game. He just stuck in the pocket and made some really good throws, which was unbelievable. And I thought Joe Burrow played a really good game too. He was 26 for 41, 270 yards, one touchdown, two picks. But as we're going to get into, this guy had no help throughout the whole day. Like it was really bad. It was really bad. He had, like, no help on the O-line. He got sacked five times and was pressured a million times. Like, it was unbelievable. All right, so to start, I want to talk about some key points I saw from the first half. Um, For the Bengals, it was really about Joe Burrow being pressured throughout the whole first half. Um, On the second drive of the game, Mahomes – or, sorry, Joe Burrow – He literally went back to pass and got sacked three straight times. Like, it was just that kind of day for Burrow. He just didn't have time in the pocket at all. The Chiefs did some really cool things with Chris Jones that really confused the O-line. What they did was Chris Jones is D-tackle, and he's probably one of the best D-tackles in football. But what they did is they switched his position around, like, all the time. Like, his positioning, like, sometimes he'd run as D-tackle like normal, and other times he'd be a DN. I mean, like, it was like, okay, what do we do now? Like, the Bengals are missing three of their um, three of their starting O-linemen, and what the Chiefs would do is they were like, okay, let's put Chris Jones on a backup. So one of their backups is their tackle. So they would put Chris Jones on that tackle on a one-on-one. And you can't bring help if you're the Bengals because there's other blitzers coming in. So it's like, wait, so what do we do? You know, it's just really confusing and it's really difficult to handle. So I thought the Chiefs did an awesome job doing that in the first half and it really confused the Bengals. 
and I thought it was really great from the Chiefs on the defensive end to start the game. What the Bengals were trying to do at the beginning is they were trying to throw some quick balls to Jamar Chase and really get him involved to start the game. They started out by giving some quick balls to Tyler Boyd as well. He started out with two receptions, 40 yards. But on his second reception, he actually got injured and had to leave the game, which was killer for the Bengals because it left them without too many other receivers besides Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Hayden Hurst. That's about it. And, I mean, for any quarterback, like, you'd love to have those weapons. But, like, without no line, it's really difficult. All right, getting back to some of the offense for the Bengals. Burrow, he was throwing quick balls. Like, their their game plan was to get Burrow to throw some quick balls because they had to switch some stuff up after they realized their whole line was going to play really bad. So, one of the adjustments they made, which I thought was really cool, and it happened on the last drive in the second half, was Burrow, Burrow now in the backfield had two backs with him. So, it would be like Joe Mixon or Pierney. Uh, yeah, it's Samaji Pierney. And then the other guy in the backfield would either be like Hayden Hurst or Trent Irwin. And those are both tight ends. So it'd be two extra guys to help protect Burrow to give him a little more time to step up in the pocket and make quick decisions. And I thought this was really good for the for the Bengals because on that last drive, they were absolutely flowing down the field. Like absolutely flowing. It was a really big drive. They went 12 plays, 90 yards. And it was huge. It was really huge because Burrow just, he was throwing some great balls, absolutely great balls. And they got a pass interference that really helped them throughout the drive. It was a big call on Thornhill. Um, it was it was a huge call because it kept the drive going. And after that, Burrow looked locked in, absolutely locked in. He hit Jamar Chase for a 17-yard play. And he hit Pierney for a couple of yards. He hit Hagens for a couple of yards. He just looked really good, like really, really good. And near the end of the drive, they're coming, they're coming down, and they use their last timeout with about eight seconds left. And Burrow, it's first and five at the Chiefs Chiefs five yard line. Burrow's like, okay, I'm gonna try to hit Hagens on a on a fade route. It was a dangerous throw. Watson made a great play. And now there's eight seconds left in, in the half. And he's like, okay, we're going to try to hit Hagens on an out again. So what happened is, is the Chiefs did the same thing by moving Chris Jones over. And Chris Jones went right by the right guard. They moved him to the right guard, who's also a backup. And he went right through the right guard. And the, the Bengals were, the O-line was completely confused. Burrow had to get the ball off quickly. And he just missed T. Higgins. If he had an extra second, it would have been a touchdown. And it would have been 13-10 at halftime instead of 13-6. It ended up being a field goal for the Bengals. So that was a huge play in the drive. Getting to Mahomes in the first half. I thought he really did have a good first half as well. Um, not the best first half in the world for Mahomes. But like the first drive, they went right down the field and looked pretty good. It was seven plays, 39 yards. Pacheco had a good game in this game. Mahomes was able to get him going on the receiving end. And like Mahomes showed you at the beginning that he could move the ball. He had a nice play to Travis Kelsey. And it was like, okay, you know, we could. They, he could start doing some things. And they went down the field. 
and were able to get a field goal. The next drive, they did a similar thing. It was 12 plays, 81 yards. And Mahomes, again, throwing some great balls. He had a nice check down to Pacheco for 18 yards. He had a great play to Kadarius Toney for 9 yards. The bad thing was, after that play, Kadarius Toney left with an ankle injury. So that was pretty bad. And we're going to get to some of the injuries because it was, it, was, it was really rough. But Mahomes had a nice play to Kelsey for 12 yards, and he hit McKinnon for, uh, it was 13 yards. And they were just going down the field, and he actually threw a touchdown pass, but it got called back by a Wiley holding, their right guard holding, which led to a field goal, which, you know, that's that's okay if you're the Chiefs. Like, you know, just starting out, you're trying to move the ball. And then their next drive, they were able to put it in the end zone. Like, Mahomes looked really good. He was throwing great balls. And, you know, like, he was able to hit Kelsey in the end zone. And, like, Kelsey came into this game questionable. We weren't sure if he was going to play. He tweaked his back at the at practice on Friday, I think it was. It was one of the last snaps of practice. And we weren't sure if he was going to look good. And that made me nervous as a Chiefs fan because it's like, oh, geez, we got Mahomes on an ankle injury and we got Kelsey with a back injury. Like, what are we supposed to expect, man? Like, it's just difficult. But Kelsey looked really good. He ended up with seven receptions for, I think it was 76 yards with the touchdown. Like, he looked really good. The Bengals did a great job in the past of slowing down Kelsey. Gus talked about that a little bit on our last podcast. But Kelsey did a great job today. He was able to find openings, find gaps. And it was really huge. Really huge. Um, I want to talk about McCole Hardman a little bit. He had a good game for the for the Chiefs, I thought. He was just able to bring a different kind of weapon. Like, having him back was huge for the Chiefs. In the first half, it was able, he was able to hit some jet sweeps for a couple of yards. He had a couple of receptions. I thought he looked pretty good. And I think Mahomes was really happy to have him back. It was sad to see him go down in the second half. But, you know, like, it's just tough. Like, in the second half, dude, Mahomes lost a lot of people. It was crazy. It was crazy. People were going down. It was nuts. But McCall Hardman went out in the third quarter with an injury. I talked about Kadarius Tony. He left with the ankle injury. And then... Even worse, another receiver goes down. Juju Smith-Schuster, after his first catch in the second half, he goes down injured. And it's like, geez, like, what are, what are the Chiefs supposed to do? And, yeah, the Chiefs just lost all of their receivers just like that. And other people really had to step up. You saw Sky Moore really have to play a lot more. And we haven't seen Sky Moore much at all. We expected him to have a huge year, but he just didn't. He just didn't. Getting to the second half, the Chiefs got the ball to start. They were up 13-6 at the time, and immediately they just went three and out. Like you could tell, the Bengals made a little bit of some of some adjustments, and the Chiefs just couldn't get anything going. Like they went three and out, the Bengals just stopped them immediately. And then on the offensive end, you could tell with those Bengals adjustments of making two guys next to Burrow, they just went right down the field, right down the field. Uh, Burrow had a nice pass to T. Higgins for nine yards, and then Burrow had a had a great run up the middle for about eleven yards. It was a, I think it was a QB draw there. Like it was a really nice design there. It was on a third and six. Yes, they called a QB draw. 
completely shocked me and shocked the defense. Burrow just ran right in and slid for the 11 yards, and it was a really nice play call. And then on another third and six, Burrow just made an unbelievable throw to T. Higgins, and T. Higgins made a great catch. It was ridiculous. Burrow having those weapons of T. Higgins and Jamar Chase is unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Burrow just made a great throw, and Higgins was able, able to make the catch. Tie the game at 13. All right, next drive. Mahomes, right down the field. Absolutely right down the field. It was it was crazy. It was crazy, man. Uh, Mahomes had a nice play, pass to McCole Hardman. On that play, Hardman got injured. That's what I was talking about before. But Mahomes was hitting Kelsey for some quick balls. What they were trying to do with Kelsey is they were trying to get him involved in the quick passing game because the Bengals do a great job of taking him away in um in the long passing game. So in the first game that they played each other, Mahomes was more mobile. So what so what would happen what would happen is Mahomes would try to extend the play. And because of that, the Bengals would normally put like eight guys in coverage and rush only three. But they would do it exotically so you couldn't really like see what was going on. And that really confused Mahomes and made Mahomes try to improvise a lot. And when he improvised, if there's eight guys in coverage, it's really difficult to get open. And they'd have two guys kind of stacked on Kelsey. So Kelsey couldn't really go with Mahomes. And Mahomes, at least at that time in the year, was struggling to get with his receivers. Like, nobody had a crazy year on the receiving end, especially because McCole Hardman was out at the time. So, like, Mahomes didn't really click with anybody besides Kelsey and the Bengals just shut Kelsey down he had like two receptions for 22 yards and we didn't see too much of that but like to avoid that the Chiefs did a really good job of getting Kelsey in the quick passing game they had him on a lot of like little stick routes and stuff it really helped him get open but that's what you saw a lot of this on that drive and Isaiah Pacheco looked really good in receiving they used Pacheco and McKinnon and on a third and 10, Mahomes just threw an unbelievable pass to Marquise Valdez-Scanlon, who had an unbelievable game. It was absolutely ridiculous, man. He was he was unbelievable. He had a great pass to Valdez-Scanlon on a third and, third and seven before this, where Scanlon reached the ball out, and they had to go to replay and reverse it and give him the first down. It was Great play by Scanley. And then on a third and 10, Mahomes threw an unbelievable ball going to his left and just was able to sneak it into Valdez Scanley. Mike Hilton coming over to try to tip it, just missed it. And Valdez Scanley scored there. That was unbelievable. All right. So the Bengals then punted. It was a three and out. The Chiefs just with unbelievable pressure. Chris Jones had a huge sack there. But... Then the ba- then the Chiefs got the ball, and you were like, okay, the Chiefs could take this over, right? Mahomes does a has a great pass to Valdez Scanling again with an unbelievable like twenty five yard gain. But then they had a taunting on their guard Wiley, which was absolutely killer, absolutely killer. But then Mahomes hit Kelsey for eleven yards, and you're like, okay, Chiefs are rolling. Right, they're they're gonna go right down the field, score, and might take over this game. And then the next play, Mahomes is trying to hit a screen, and the ball comes out, comes out, fumble, recovered by the Bengals, 
And if you're a Chiefs fan, you're like, oh, shoot, we could have closed the game. We just could have closed the game. And Mahomes fumbled, and he was frustrated on the sidelines, absolutely frustrated. All right, this drive gets us into the fourth quarter. And, like, you're like, oh, what's going on? The, the Bengals were getting stopped. They had a short pass to Mixon. And then Burrow threw it incomplete. And then Burrow tried to pass to P. Ryan, and it was for negative one yards. So now it's a fourth and six, and you're like, oh, they're going to punt to start the quarter, right? No, the Bengals come out, and they're going for it. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they're going for this. This is nuts. And Burrow goes deep to Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase makes an unbelievable catch for 35 yards. It was ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous, unbelievable catch. And you're like, wow, that's unbelievable. And just like that, P. Ryan runs in for a touchdown, and it's a tie game. Just like that, right after right after an unbelievable turn of events with the Mahomes fumble. So the Chiefs get the ball back, and they're not really moving the ball. You can tell with without many receivers, Mahomes are struggling to find people. And it was just difficult. It was really difficult. Um, and there was a weird instance in, in this in this thing. So Mahomes hit Kelsey on a third and nine, and he got stopped, and it was going to be a fourth and four, and they were about to punt. But the stadium was rocking in this game, absolutely going crazy. So the refs, you couldn't really hear anything. But the refs were saying that they called the play dead before and that they needed to redo the play. And you're like, wait, what? That's so weird, you know? It's so weird. I was getting texts from my friends like, oh, my God, the NFL scripted. Why Why are they redoing this play, giving Mahomes another chance? And then Mahomes gets sacked, and you're like, oh, it doesn't really matter. But then, oh, flag on the play, defensive holding, Eli Apple. And you're like, geez, man, like, what's going on? Are the refs rigging this game for the Chiefs? Like, what is happening? This is nuts. It was crazy. Like, crazy stuff was going on there. But the Chiefs ended up punting, and you're like, okay, maybe this maybe this isn't scripted. We'll see what happens. And then the Bengals start driving. They're hitting some plays. Burrow had a nice scramble for 14 yards. He was really getting his run game going in this half, which was kind of a point I wanted to talk about a little bit because Burrow did an unbelievable job running against the Chiefs last time. So him getting his legs going, I think really helped the offense because he just didn't have much time in this game. Chris Jones and Frank Clark were just all over him today, absolutely all over him. So it was difficult for him and him getting his legs going really helped. But Burrow on a third and three, he really tried to hit a deep ball to T. Higgins and gosh, I thought he had it. Like, it was right there. It was unbelievable. And Jalen Watson made a great tip on it. And I think it was Jalen Will Williams. I might be thinking of a basketball player, but whatever. He made an unbelievable pick. And it was huge. It was huge to pick that ball because I thought Burrow put it right on the money on the T. Higgins. I would make that throw 10 times out of 10. I do not blame Burrow for that pick at all. But... Then the Chiefs got the ball, and again, like, struggling to move the ball. They had a nice play to Matt Kemp for 13 yards. It was his only reception, really not much. Mahomes just didn't have any receivers at the end of the day. He just really didn't. But, again, the Bengals' defense made an unbelievable stop on a third and 12. They just stuffed Jarek McKinnon 
for four yards. They declined the holding penalty and forced a punt. This is with 2.36 left, and you're like, oh, it's Burrow time, right? It's Burrow time. It's got to be Burrow time. And Burrow starts out, oh, yeah, it's Burrow time. And he hits T. Higgins for 10 yards, and you're like, oh, oh, man, this isn't good. And then Burrow scrambles for three yards, and you're like, oh, they're, they're going. They're going. And then there's a penalty. Intentional grounding on Burrow. And this was very debatable. I was not sure about this. My dad and I were talking about this watching the game, and we were like, okay, Piran's right there. Like, I get that it's behind the line of scrimmage, but, like, why is that? Why is that intentional grounding? It should not be intentional grounding. So we were we were explaining it like, okay, if that's intentional grounding, then why isn't spiking the ball intentional grounding? Because spiking the ball, you're throwing it to nobody in the pocket behind the line of scrimmage. Burrow's in the pocket. Pirine's there. He's pretty much there. It's like one yard away. And yes, it's behind the pocket, but like, why? Just made no sense. No sense at all. But it leads to third and 16, and Burrow makes an unbelievable throw to Hayden Hurst. And you're like, okay, this might not matter at all, right? It might not matter at all. And then you see the Bengals, they get two yards back to Hayden Hurst. They call another timeout. And then Burrow throws it incomplete to Irwin. They really just... They doubled Chase and doubled doubled Higgins and was like, throw it to Irwin, I dare you. And Burrow did. It was a good throw. He, he was pressured a little bit. And uh, our, like it was good defense. Good defense by the Chiefs. But then third and eight, big play, big play in the game. And Chris Jones comes up with the unbelievable play, unbelievable sack. This guy was a monster throughout the whole game and just makes the – Sack of the year for the Chiefs. Unbelievable. And Bengals have to punt. So they punt it. And it's Mahomes time, right? Start start out. Gives it Pacheco for six yards. Chiefs call timeout. Then Mahomes throws to Sky Moore incomplete, right? Big play. Third and four. This is for all the marbles pretty much. 17 seconds left. Mahomes gets... Gets out of the pocket, starts running on that gimpy ankle. It's been killing him all game. And he gets the five yards, gets the first down, runs out of bounds. Right as he hits out of bounds, he gets pushed down by OCI. I don't know how to say that. I didn't say it right. I haven't really heard much of him all year. I'm sorry to him. I'm sure he's a great player. But gets pushed out, unnecessary roughness. 15 yards, puts him right in field goal range, and Bucker hits the field goal. Let me talk about the unnecessary roughness for a little bit. I think it was a good call, but I don't think you can call that in that situation. I really don't. I think Mahomes over-exaggerated a little bit. As much as I love Mahomes, I think he over-exaggerated a little bit. I don't love that call being called there. I just don't. I really don't. Like, I just don't think you can. Like, yes, he stepped out of bounds. But, like, if you're the defender, you can't stop yourself. You just can't. Like, you got to go make a play on the ball. There's just so much that a defender can't do. Oh, I can't touch the quarterback right after. And my goal the whole play while he has the ball is just go tackle him. But right as he, right as the ball is out of his hands, 
I can't touch him even if I'm like within a centimeter of him. It's just difficult. It's really difficult as a defender. I feel for that guy. He's got to be kicking himself. Like, it's just tough. It really is. That's just a tough situation. I don't know what to, what you should say to him. Like, I don't think it's his fault. I really don't. It's just a tough situation. And if you're the Bengals, man, like, this is a great year. Great year. Like, did every did everybody expect the Bengals to be back in the AFC Championship a year after they, like, they made the Super Bowl? I didn't. I really didn't. Like, I thought that Super Bowl run was a little fluky. I really did. And the Bengals showed me that it was not fluky. Their defensive coordinators for real. This guy's unbelievable. He messed with Mahomes all game this game. Mahomes, yes, his stats look great. I said he played great. I think I'm over-exaggerating his performance. Like, he looked good, but it's not Mahomes. Like, this defensive coordinator has something on Mahomes. He really does. He has something on all these great quarterbacks. Because Josh Allen didn't look like Josh Allen. I think it's Almarumu. I I don't think I'm going to say it right. So, I'm just going to, yeah, I'm calling him Bengals defensive coordinator. Sorry, guys. But he's he's unbelievable. This guy is his defensive mind, unbelievable. Just really good. Really good. He knows what he's talking about. And the Bengals, they're going to be a force for a while. Like, you're telling me you got Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Tyler Boyd will be back next year. It was, I think it was a killer injury for the Bengals because they needed him. Another weapon would have been really tough for the Chiefs to cover, especially losing their top their top corner, Legereus Sneed. It would have been huge if they had Tyler Boyd in that game. But I got to give credit to the Chiefs. I got to give credit to the Bengals. But the Bengals, they're going to be back with Burrow, with Burrow, Chase, Higgins, and Boyd. And just a healthy O-line. Because when their O-line was healthy, they were really good. And Burrow was getting the ball off quicker, and it was just a lot better. Like what? They were... They had the 11th most sacks in the NFL. That's just a little below average. A little below average. Would you take? So, I mean, it's probably going to just get better from there. If I'm the Bengals, I'm absolutely chilling. You got one of the best defensive coordinators in football. I think personally he's probably, like, with the talent he has and the coaching he does, I think he's probably the best. I think D'Amico Ryan, the guy at um, the 49ers, yes, you could say he's the best, but I also think he has the best talent. So, like, without really the talent-wise, I think he's the best defensive coordinator in football. I think Zach Taylor is a really good, really good coach. I think the Bengals, like, it's just tough with without an O-line. Like, you could tell the Bills D-line D just wasn't there when they played him last time, so... It got everybody thinking, oh, the Bengals O-line will be fine against the Chiefs. But the Chiefs, they have a really good pass rush. And we've underestimated their defense. We really have. Like, I've been saying it. This is why I like the Chiefs from the beginning to make the Super Bowl. I was like, okay, this defense is a lot better. They just are. They're a lot better. And they showed you tonight. They really did. It was an unbelievable game. If I'm the Bengals, they're going to be back next year. I regret picking against them for the division. I had them in the playoffs. I had them a six seed. But I regret picking against them for the division. I will not do that next year. I will not do that next year because this team's going to be back, and I'm scared of them. This is the Bengals, Chiefs, and Bills. It's their, it's the 
it's them in the AFC for a long time coming. Long time coming. All right, let's get to the NFC Championship. We got 49ers-Eagles. And this, I thought it was going to be a great game. We were so excited. Like, Gus and I, we really didn't really know who to pick. Like, yes, Gus picked the Eagles, like, immediately because he was like, oh, it's NFC West, right? Which I get. I get. He's a Seahawks fan. You got to pick that. If it, if it was the Packers or the Vikings, or well, the Vikings I would have picked against, like, immediately in the Giants game. But I get that 100%. Like, it's a bias there. But... I didn't want it to end up like this. Like Brock Purdy, first pass of the game, he throws it. I think it was his first or second pass, one of the two. He throws it, and he gets hit on the wrist really hard, really, really hard. It was bad. It was really bad. And I think he, like, hurt his elbow or something. It was an elbow or wrist injury. And he couldn't come back in the game. He couldn't throw the ball. It was just rough. It's like, oh, shoot. What are we going to do now? Now now Trey Lance is out. Jimmy Garoppolo's not ready yet. Brock Purdy's now out. Fourth string is Josh Johnson. This guy's been on 13 NFL teams. 13 NFL teams in 15 years. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So the Eagles were up 7-0 at this point. They went right down on the first drive and scored. Like, Jalen Hurts is ridiculous, man. Absolutely ridiculous. It was an 11-play, 66-yard drive. And they were getting A.J. Brown involved immediately. A.J. Brown was apparently mad that he wasn't more involved in the last game, which is a little weird, to be honest. It's like, come on, man. You guys won 38-7. Like, it's okay that you weren't involved that much. You're, you're a really good receiver. They love you. Don't be mad that... It didn't, it didn't go your way. So then after that, it's the Brock Purdy situation. He tries to make that play, and, it, you know, Hassan Reddick just makes an unbelievable play. Hassan Reddick looks so fast in this game. He's unbelievable. He had a monster game. He had three tackles, um, two tackles for losses. That, that fumble forced, and he had a fumble recovery later in the game. He was just unbelievable all over the place. He's really good. Really, really good, dude. And if you're the 49ers, like, the second play of the game, too, Fred Warner went down. So you're like, dang it. Like, what? what's going on? And Warner comes back in the game. And then later in the game, Nick Bosa goes down. And you're like, sheesh. Like, what, what are we supposed to do? You know? It was just, it was really bad. So after that. The Eagles got the ball, and they went three and out. They're trying to get the run going. It just couldn't work. And the Niners, dude, they put in Josh Johnson, and it really didn't look good. They went three and out. Then they got they got a first down on the next drive, and, like, it looked, looked meh. But, like, you can just tell with Josh Johnson. Like, they don't look great. It was more McCaffrey doing some stuff than anybody else. McCaffrey actually looked good. He had 84 yards rushing and a touchdown. But you can't win when you only have Christian McCaffrey. Like, you know, there's just not much you can do. The Niners were doing great defensively. They were changing some looks up and looking really physical. And the 
Eagles just couldn't get their run going. They were trying to get Jalen Hurts going in the run game at the beginning of the game and really couldn't. Like the Niners were they were looking great to start. It was awesome. So going I think this is a, yeah, it's the second quarter and I'm going to talk about the McCaffrey drive. Like Josh Johnson just had a nice play to I think it was just a slip screen to Christian McCaffrey for nine yards. Then they gave it to McCaffrey, run for three yards. Then another screen hitting to McCaffrey for nine yards. And then Johnson trying to do some stuff. He w- he was able to get a QB sneak for two yards to get the first down. Then he threw an incompletion. But then he gave it to Christian McCaffrey. And McCaffrey had one of the strongest runs I've seen in my life. He broke three tackles and was able to get in the end zone and score a touchdown. It was unbelievable. Like, ridiculous, ridiculous play from McCaffrey. Made it a 7-7 game. And you're like, okay, maybe maybe with a fourth-string quarterback, Kyle Shanahan can shock the world and win this game. And that's when everything, everything turned around and was bad. The Eagles went down with a 14-play, 75-yard drive and just broke the physicality from the Niners. Like, it was insane. Like, they just ran down the field. Miles Sanders making some nice runs. He had the first touchdown in the game, and this one he ended up with the with the touchdown here. And it was the end of it was near the end of the half, and God, the Eagles just went right down the field. Wasted basically the whole second quarter and scored a touchdown. It was it was crazy. It was it was a great drive where they just mixed up pass, run, pass, run, pass, run. And it just kept the Niners off guard and didn't know what was coming. It was the same thing they did in the Giants game. It was just difficult to guess what was coming. And then the next play, or the next drive, Johnson makes a great pass to Depot for 11 yards. And you're like, okay, now we can be aggressive if you're Shanahan, right? But this is Josh Johnson, remember. So he hurries to the line, snaps the ball, doesn't cleanly catch it, and fumbles the ball, and the Eagles get it. And you're like, oh, shoot, what what did I just do? You know, if you're Kyle Shanahan, it's like, why would you do that? It's Josh Johnson, man. Like, it's just rough. And then the Eagles go right down the field, and Boston Scott runs it in for, I think it was Boston. Yeah, Boston Scott ran for a 10-yard touchdown. You're like, geez, this is this is really rough. Now it's 21-7. And the 40, 49ers just knee on in and like, okay, we'll go in a half down 21-7. So Josh Johnson comes back, and you're like, okay, here we go. And so on a second and 14, it was after – so there was a delay of game. It was the third delay of game on Josh Johnson in the game. Like, this guy just didn't have control of the game. It was really rough to see. I felt bad for him. It's just a tough situation to be in when you have when you have no experience. You didn't think you were going to be the quarterback, and you come in, and it's just rough. It really is just rough. So it's now first and 15 on the San Francisco 39. And he tries to pass to McCaffrey for one yard, nothing much. And then second and 14, he tries to make a play deep to Debo, and he gets hit really hard by Ndamukong Sue. Really, really hard. And his head, like, hits the hits the turf, and it's just rough. You can tell right away, oh, that's a concussion. Like, it's bad. 
and you're and if you're Kyle Shanahan, you're like, we don't have any more quarterbacks. We're done. That's four quarterbacks down. So McCaffrey comes in as a wildcat quarterback, runs for four yards, and they punt. And you're like, okay, this game's probably over. I watched the rest of it just because I wanted to. But, like, Purdy came back into the game and just started handing the ball off. And I was like, oh, my gosh, if they're going to do this, this is going to be really rough. The Eagles had another great drive of 15 plays, 91 yards, and that's finally when they broke the defense. This is the drive where they broke the defense. Hertz started being able to run. He ended up with around like 45 yards rushing, I believe it was, but he couldn't run in the first half. The Niners had a great game plan to keep him occupied and keep him from hurting them, but in the second half, he was running on them. He looked really, really good. Um he was able to hit Devontae Smith for some great plays. Like, he looked unbelievable in the second half. They had this 15-play, 91-yard drive, and it really ended the game. It was 28-7. Brock Purdy's in the game again, and he's just giving the ball. He threw four times in the game. He went four for four. Didn't do anything. Like, it was, it was sad. I felt so bad for the team. There was really nothing they could do. The Eagles got a late field goal. And the Eagles just ran the ball the rest of the game. It was kind of just, it's kind of just pointless near the end of the game, and it's just like, oh man. But it was, it was a great win for the Eagles. The Eagles are a really good team, really good team. Like I felt bad for the Niners, but we'll get to the Niners in a second. The Eagles are a really good team and deserve to be in this, in the Super Bowl. Like really impressed with the with the Eagles. I did not see this coming at all. I had them second in the NFC East. I don't know if I had them in the playoffs. I think I had them as a seven seed, but I didn't see this. Like, they're an unbelievable team. I think they should be the favorites in the Super Bowl by a decent amount, especially with the injuries the Chiefs are going through now because Kelsey's going to be dealing with some stuff. Mahomes is going to be dealing with some stuff. We don't even know what Michael Hardman um Juju Smith-Schuster and Kadarius Tony is going to be dealing with like that's just difficult for the Chiefs offense like it's going to be really difficult there and you're missing your top corner and Legarius Sneed like it's just difficult like I don't know what to expect from the Chiefs coming in yes you get two weeks off which is really going to help especially Mahomes but it's looking I don't want to say it but it's kind of looking like Bucks Chiefs from what is that now three years ago two years ago something like that it's looking like that more than anything which i'm really nervous for um because the eagles they just look like a machine and now you're going up against kind of an injured chiefs and it's just going to be tough that's my little super bowl prediction but i'm going to talk about the niners just for a little bit if you're the niners you got some decisions to make this is a very good football team but you have no idea who your quarterback is. You really don't. Because Brock Purdy was unbelievable this year. But I don't know if you want Brock Purdy. Like, Trey Lance is your guy, right? It's a guy you traded up for. You traded, I think it was a first for. Like, I don't I don't know what you do. You got to get Jimmy G out, like Gus was saying. We talked about this a little bit on the last pod. But you got to get Jimmy G out. But now that Purdy's lost this game, and yes, he got injured, so it's not really fair to say like he lost the game, but they lost, so it's kind of fair. But 
now that they didn't make the Super Bowl and you didn't win it, I think it's completely fair to have them just duel it out in training camp. I think it's completely fair. And if you're Purdy and you don't win the job, just sit. It's all right. Like, if Lance starts not playing well, there'll be some buzz for you to come back in, you know? And, like, from what you've shown, you're a really good football player. Really good football player. So you should be able to come back in. I think either way, like you got to have these guys just duel it out. Because I think Trey Lance is a good quarterback. Uh, a lot of people think he's not that good. And we just didn't see much. Like, he played in a monsoon. Let's not forget that. It was, rain, it was pouring like crazy. And it's going to help Justin Fields when Justin Fields has played a whole year. And he was, he was ready to play. Unlike... Trey Lance, who was playing in his first game and, like, didn't really know how to navigate. And he didn't even play a bad game for the monsoon. He just didn't. So, I think you let the quarterbacks duel, him out, duel it out. And then you got to bring back the defense. D'Amico Ryan's probably going to leave, so bring in another guy that knows defense and stuff. And you should be chilling. You should be right back to where you were this season. It's an unbelievable year, unbelievable accomplishment to come back to the NFC Championship from Kyle Shanahan. Sad that it turned out this way because you guys were unbelievable this year. Great team. Really is sad that it turned out this way. But I respect the Niners 10 times more for this year because Shanahan was unbelievable. Personally, I think he's the coach of the year. Um... I can see arguments for other people, but I think this guy's just with without a quarterback, like, come on. Like, unbelievable. Unbelievable year from the Niners. Congratulations. Like, you guys should be very proud of what you've done this year. But we're going to have Eagles and Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And these two, it's really going to be an interesting game. I'm excited. But again, I'm telling you, it brings back... Chiefs box vibes for me. It really does. I'm nervous about the Eagles for the Chiefs. I'm still going to pick the Chiefs. I picked them in the last pod. I got to just stick with them because they're my team. They're my preseason pick. I picked Mahomes because he's my guy. But it's going to be a really good game. It really is. This Eagles team is for real. They got one of the best pass rushes in football. Jalen Hurts is unbelievable. Their run game's just difficult. They can run the hell out of the ball. The I mean, the, the 49ers are the best run defense in football, and you can tell that the Eagles just broke them with the run game in the second half. And, yes, I think any team would have been broken if their, their third-string quarterback goes down in the game, then their fourth-string quarterback goes down in the game, and they need – Brock Purdy to come back in that can't throw the ball. I think any defense would get broken from that because they're getting no help. But I think it's I think it's going to come down to the Super Bowl. This is just the one key that I want to put out for people to think about. I think the key in the Super Bowl is going to be what will Jalen Hurts do against this Chiefs defense because this Chiefs defense is really good. That side of the ball, I think, is going to be more important than the other side of the ball because I think Mahomes is going to have a similar game to the Bengals game. I really do. I think it's going to be difficult. And we don't know what 
we're going to see with the receivers for him. So it's just going to be weird on that side that we can't really look at, but we can look at Eagles offense versus Chiefs defense because this Chiefs defense is good. It's really good. And it's gonna. I think it's going to be tough for Hurts. Um, the Chiefs have to do a better job of stopping scrambling quarterbacks because Burrow killed them. So you know Hurts might kill them. So I don't know. It's going to be very tough. And, you know, we'll see. I'm picking the Chiefs, but... Again, that's just me being a little biased. I think the Eagles are a little bit of a better team. I thought the Bengals were a better team than the Chiefs. So I guess we're going to see. I really hope it's going to be a good Super Bowl. We're going to do a Super Bowl preview on this podcast soon. So I don't want to talk about too much for the Super Bowl. But, yeah. No, that's pretty much much it here. So that's going to wrap it up for the podcast for today. Uh, Jake's takes episode four. Pretty, pretty good. I mean, we're kind of going off here. Like I'm doing some good stuff, you know. I'm gonna try to get some more guests here coming up, and I'm excited for the future. I'm gonna try to get some NBA going a little bit because we're gonna have some time off from the NFL because Pro Bowl. I'll talk about Pro Bowl a little bit, but I don't really want to talk about the Pro Bowl. It kind of sucks, but. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to Jake's Takes Episode 4. And I'll come back to you guys. I'm probably going to do an episode this, not Tuesday, probably Wednesday. Um, But I got a calculus test to study for, so that's going to suck. So after that calc test is done, I'll probably hit you with a podcast. I'm hoping to go back with NBA. I'll hit you with another division, which will be really good. But anyways, I hope you guys are doing well, and I hope you guys enjoy the podcast. It was a really good one today. It was a long, it was a longer one. Good games, really good games. But anyways, hope you guys are well, and I'll see you next time. Peace.